we just want to give a huge shout out to Sirenscape for providing all the music and the atmosphere uh, for this. You can check them out at uh, www.sirenscape.com. You've got to be using it at your gaming table. It does a great job bringing the entire story to life through the NPCs and music. And so again, just a huge shout out to Sirenscape um, for having this great music available for us. Thanks. Welcome back to one of our uh, character portraits, and we're going to do another backstory here. Um, and this happens to be the backstory of Strum, and uh, also played by uh, we we'll just call him Dandy for now. <laughs> so that works. That or, works. Cause I, I can't for now. We're gonna call me that. We're gonna call me that at some point. We might as well. Uh, <laughs> oh no! Might as well just canonize it. Yep. <laughs> is so funny that's his character in our other campaign but he came in uh through boss a uh, friend of boss and uh now he's a friend of ours as well but we didn't he didn't int he introduced us with his real name once but then we just called him dandy because that was his character's name the whole time to the point where people forgot his real name <laughs> so, yep <laughs> anyway i'm just dandy now uh well uh why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into role-playing games and uh, All right. and then a little bit about uh, Strum. All right. So, uh, yeah, I got into role-playing games, I mean, probably through computer games, but right. pen and paper tabletop games would have started in 2013. I was in uh, Ireland with a friend of mine, and he would drag me to what they call Game Society. It's just basically a game club. And... I was like, well, this RPG thing sounds like it could be fun. And so my first experience was like a GURPS, a very silly GURPS game. Mm -hmm. uh, and then from there, I learned the Legend of the Five Rings, which is a roll and keep system. And then 3.5 D&D. &D. Um, and then that group morphed into a Pathfinder campaign. And then I started running that one. Um, but it was sort of a, almost like a Monster of the Week campaign where... The characters, I didn't really put any restrictions on it, so my my players could build whatever characters they wanted, which ended up making ridiculous builds, which is what they wanted to do. And I would just look through the bestiary and throw who knows what at them every week just to see what would happen. If they could um, survive or loose... not. <laughs> right, right. There's a loose plot, but like really they were interested in building weird things and then, uh, and then trying to kill weirder things, so... Um, but yeah, I have been playing what I would call normal Pathfinder now with you guys for maybe a year. I'm not sure. I think it's been a little Time. over that. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so that's been really fun. It's been nice to have like plot and, and normal characters. And I run a couple of fifth edition D and D games as well. So yeah. I have my finger in all the different uh ips yeah and well the game that we've been running is uh there's been some pretty heated <laughs> some pretty heated like debates amongst the characters and stuff so yeah causing one of them to leave the group even it's true yeah all right well we'll uh we'll pause on that um we're hoping for some pretty good that role playing to continue i've really appreciated playing with you and uh wanted to invite you into this as well of course and uh, as one of the more fun people to role play with in our in our groups so 
And it also works out that it's a Sunday night thing. <laughs> it does, yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, what what a lo- oh, I already know. Never mind. I don't even need to ask any of that. So term tell, is uh, lawful good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a stupid question. So tell us about him. All right. So Sturm is uh, about twenty nine, tall, about six feet, uh, pretty broad, imposing man. At least when he's first spotted. But once you get to know him, he has the softer side. Um, his hair is dark black, but it's starting to go gray, um, and particularly his beard. And so he tries to keep his face clean shaven, but more often than not, uh, you'll find him with a bit of a beard because he's a bit absent-minded. Um, he does look about 10 years younger when he shaved it off, but, uh, for the most part, he's got, he's got this sort of, the beard is almost completely gray. His hair is, is getting there. Um, but yeah, he, uh, helps out wherever he can that usually, uh, sees him align himself with the guard, um, not in an official capacity, but sort Mm -hmm. of as a, a mercenary who can help out. Uh, he likes to do more, um, good sided things for the guard. So if he's like, oh, this person needs help. And the guard's like, well, we're a little shorthanded. He's like, well, I can go help them, you know, for whatever it is that they need. Uh, he likes to do a bit of that community outreach as opposed to any actual rule keeping. Because like a lot of um, paladins in uh, Corvosa, he's a bit wary. He's not, he's lawful, but he's a little wary of the law just because of how strict and severe it can be yeah the temple of asmodeus has a little too much uh hold on the city yeah or even abadar for that matter yep and his deity is Saren ray so he's very into the the good side of things gotcha and the, the mercy and stuff that she brings yep well cool all right so let's uh let's kick this off All right, so you find yourself, uh, this is just a couple of weeks ago, you uh, have gone by and and picked up your nephew, whose name is? Anders. Anders. So you've gone and picked up Anders, and the two of you are just going to have kind of a fun day on the town, if you will. Uh, It's a pretty nice day out. Even uh, though it's cold, we're in present, like, if we were to make it, like, today's date, it's kind of February, Um, but it's, like, Indiana sort of weather, so it's a little milder, it's a mild winter in Corvosa. Uh, So you guys go out on town, and and you're taking him to the gold market to uh, buy him a toy. It's his birthday. And so he eventually finds a uh, a toy shop that kind of fancies him. It's a just kind of a cart on the side of the road, and he points out to one and <laughs> Uncle Strom, can I have this one? Oh well, I uh, suppose. Let me uh, take a look at it there, and I'll move on over and. 
and sort of eye the toy. I don't really care about it. I'm just sort of giving it a look over to make sure, like I'm I'm sort of acting for him. See, oh, is this a good toy? Ah, looks like a good choice. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, uh, that's a uh, that's a very good choice right there. Uh, it's one of the finer finer choices that you could make. This little soldier, these soldiers go like hotcakes around here, and so. Uh, This'll, this will be a really good one. Look, it's a Crimson Guard, and you can even, uh, it's practical too. It's, uh, it carries snacks. Hmm, I see that here. And Says I'll, like, the gnome. The <laughs> Interesting. Uh, does it do anything else I should know about before uh, buying this for my nephew? I don't want my sister to write me an angrily worded letter. <laughs> Ah, yes. Uh, no, it doesn't. Uh, just carries around those snacks. And, you know, you could put treats in there, sweets. You, or you could hide something of uh, particular value. And this is a... You're talking to a gnome behind there. He's got purple hair and a mustache and goatee. All right. Also purple. Well, uh, I think uh, I think I'll get this for uh, my nephew here. How much is it? Uh, this fine piece of craftsmanship is just two gold pieces. Very well. And I will hand him two gold, and I will also give him five silver on top of it, because uh, he's very friendly, and I appreciate that. Ah! Oh, thank you very much for your tip, sir. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for your help. You've been most useful in deciding what to get. And he uh, reaches over. Uh, the or actually, he takes the the toy and the money, and he walks around and hands it to Anders, who is overjoyed. Oh my gosh! Thanks, Uncle. This is so awesome. How old is Anders? Uh, he's probably six or seven. All right. This is the greatest thing ever, next to macaroni and cheese, which is the only thing I ever eat. Please do not put macaroni and cheese inside that. I don't think it would keep well. <laughs> yep. So you hand him uh, the the gold, and uh, you guys go about shopping. Now there was something that you wanted to check on and purchase. What what was that called? Or what what was that that you were out for for your, of your own? Um, I was out looking for a uh, a rare bit of cheese. Uh, I am a bit of a connoisseur, and I heard that there was. <laughs> um, a fine bit of brie to be had in the market somewhere today. Ah. Uh, roll me a wisdom check, is or a diplomacy check, as you're asking around for it. All right. And then tell me what you get. I got a fifteen. All right. That was diplomacy. Okay, excellent. Cool, cool. <coughs> so you uh, are able to find uh, the cheese merchant. Oh, hello there. Ah, good to see are you. Are you interested in some Limburger today? Ah, I, I'm not actually. I have some Limburger. It keeps quite a long time, and I'll be honest, it. It's hard, uh, hard to get your friends to enjoy. They don't know what's good. Uh, no, I heard you might have some rare brie. Ah, oh, brie. 
But, uh, yes, I do, as a matter of fact. We have some Chalexian Brie here. Excellent. That is quite what I was hoping for. Ah, uh, well, uh, he, here's a small sample that you can, that you can try. All right, I will. I will try this and see see how tasty I find it. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty good pretty good brie. Uh, it's mm. it's just the right amount of cream, creaminess, uh, and uh, the bite is there as well. But it's also uh, you know rather sweet as brie can be. You think it'd go very fine with some cucumbers or bread. Ah, fine fine brie. You really do have a good supplier. Yes, I do. Chalexian uh, Brie is the finest. So how much can I put you down for? Oh, let's see here. Um, If you could put me down for, and I'll sort of lean in, uh, 25 golds worth. 25 gold sales! Absolutely. And uh, he goes to the back and starts to work. All right. You you kind of look over and he's uh, he uh he step he actually steps aside uh comes back rather quickly and he says, uh, while I'm getting your uh, sale together, uh, let me uh just offer you a sampler of various cheeses that I I have to offer and he lays out some uh, crackers to go with it. All right, I will happily eat some of this cheese as. It is something that Sturm very much enjoys. <clears throat> About that time, you notice uh, an older gentleman uh, talking to um, Anders. I just remember right. where, I, where I figured out I figured out where I'd heard Anders before. I'll tell you later. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> um, I will. Uh, make my way in that direction slowly. Just right, sort of keep it. He's just right next he, to you. Yeah. Okay. Then I'll just uh ah, a new friend there, Anders. Who might this be? And I'll sort of give him an imposing look over Anders' shoulder. And he he raises. Oh, sorry, didn't mean to make you any alarm, sir. And he kind of tips his hat. It's like a kind of a wide-brimmed hat with a white feather sticking out of it. Uh, the man leans heavily on a cane on his uh left leg i believe left leg leans heavily on a yeah. cane no alarm uh, uh good citizen i just merely was wondering uh who my young ward was speaking with ah uh, just mr lamb that's all i was admiring his soldier it's a very fine soldier yes it is quite um I, uh, where would he pick that up? I have some other children that I know, grandchildren, of course, that might be interested in such a fine piece of craftsmanship. Ah, well, there's a gnomish merchant right over there. He has purple hair, purple mustache as well. Um, he has very good uh, salesman. He, um... Knows what he's talking about. These models, I'll point to the one, they happen to have uh, little compartments in them for snacks or other such, you know, another toy uh, perhaps. And he walks up next to you and kind of says, My eyes aren't so good there, Sonny. Where, 
where where did you say they were? And he kind of like you know walks up next to you and just right over there. Uh, and I'll sort of point it out to him. Do you, would you uh, like me to walk you over there? I'm just waiting for some cheese here. Oh, that one right there. Oh, you'd be kind enough to walk me. You know, not too many people in Corvosha anymore. We walk an old man across the uh, gold market to see different merchants. I really appreciate your chivalrousness. No. Yes. No problem. Oh, thank you so much. I, you know, I don't want to impose. I think I can make my way over there. You said that cart there with the little purple man in it. Yes, that's the one. About that time, uh, the man from the back comes back. Oh, I see uh, another customer, perhaps. Can I interest you in any fine cheeses? He does have fine cheeses. Oh, no, I'm just here for the toys. And uh, he says, thank you again. I really appreciate that. And uh, he starts walking off. Ah, here's your package, sir. Says the cheese merchant. Thank you. Uh, Very kind. Very. This was delicious cheese. I I will be a regular customer. I'm surprised I've never run into you as a cheese merchant and I an enjoyer of cheese. But uh, I have noted your name and your stall location and I shall be returning. Yes, my name is Marcus. Marcus's fine cheeses. All right. Marcus does fine cheeses. Yes. And I'll take the package and sort of wrap it up and put it in a satchel I have. Yep. Uh, and he goes back to his work. All right. As uh, you turn and, you know, tell Ander that he d- it's time to move on, you look down to where Ander was and see nothing but the toy soldier you had just purchased for him. Anders, now is not the time for playing hide-and-seek. I'll look around for him. Uh, there is no sign of him. Anders! I'll pick up the toy and sort of put it in my satchel as well and start wandering. Just, Anders! Anders, come here! Uh, after about, you know, a minute and a half of looking for him, uh, with still no response... You probably start to panic a little bit. It's a pretty busy market day. Yeah. Ah. Hmm. I will approach one of the guards that I'm probably familiar with some of them around here and just like, ah, guard, my uh, nephew seems to have gone missing and I I can't find him anywhere. Uh, He's about this tall and uh, his name is Anders and I know very little else about him. Uh, (laughs) No. um, He's uh, got a, a peanut allergy, and uh, he enjoys um, soldiers and uh, weapons. Although not, you know, just the regular sword and bow. He's not too into anything fancy yet. But I it, plan on getting him into it soon. Well, that's neither here nor there. I'm simply looking for him, and I seem to have misplaced him. <laughs> and my sister will not be happy. That... Uh- it was quite a long story. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, I just thought I would, I would let you know as much information as was pertinent, so that you might be able to 
seek him out. Yeah, so this actually happens to be one of... Uh, you've talked to him on a number of occasions. He's a very well-liked um, captain named Grau. Guard ca- captain of the guard named Grau. Uh, watch captain, that's what it's called. Very well-liked watch captain named Grau Soldado. Uh, yes, uh, Strum, we'll, we'll look for it. Alright, search out and uh, try to find that child. Um, I'm sure he's just playing. Yes, I'm certain as well. I mean, it's such a busy day, you know, he could be ten feet in front of me and I wouldn't see him. But it's, it's concer- he's usually quite good about staying close, uh, and he dropped his toy, which seems a bit uh, disconcerting. You know, it's new. It's something shiny and new. So he wouldn't just leave it. As seconds turn to minutes and minutes turn to an hour searching the gold market, um, it begins to dawn on you that uh, your nephew is gone. Grau uh, comes back up to you and says, I'm so sorry, Strum. We, We can't find him anywhere. Well, uh, I should, I should go tell my sister that he's missing. Uh, you will keep an eye out for him, won't you? Yes. Um, did you run into any suspicious characters or cheese merchants? Ah, uh, well, there was Marcus of of Marcus's cheese stand. Yes, he's of uh, high repute. Uh he was he was around and then uh, another fellow uh with a hat and a cane i think he said his name was lamb but uh he seemed fine enough he was shopping for his grandchildren well there's also a gnome uh purple hair he seemed friendly and not really much of a threat he was shorter than my nephew as you mentioned lamb growl kind of turns and looks I will keep an eye out. For sure. Thank you. Is probably the look probably went over his head. He's not a clever man. I uh I <laughs> hope that uh you you will have better luck than I. And I hope I will have better luck than me today as well. I'll sort you, of nod to him. You spend the rest of the day looking uh for your nephew again to no avail. As the day, as the hours turn to days and then weeks, um, your uh, nephew is, has been kidnapped. It's very clear now. Uh, after about two weeks, Grau comes back to you and says, uh, "You you ran into Grau someplace else, or uh, watch Captain Soldado." I uh, I've believe that your nephew may have been, after exchanging pleasantries, of course, uh, right. I believe your nephew may have been taken by one Gadrian Lamb. I'm... Hmm. He's caused problems for others, uh, but I... I've been trying to hunt him down, but I have not been able to make any heads or tails of it. And so, uh, we'll continue to look for him, but I'm so sorry. Uh, he has a tendency to use children in his schemes, and when he's done with them, well, the, mm. the children are never recovered. 
I see. Well, is there anything I can do to help? Uh, if you find a lead, bring it to us. I will do so. Thank you for the information. You're welcome. Um, and you kind of get the sense that's like, when he says bring it to us, that's his official, like, response. Right. But there's something more. He kind of leans aside and says, But if you can recover your nephew, do that first. I see. And I will nod to him. Yep. And, uh... He, uh... You know, you guys have maybe some more conversation a little bit about swordplay or something, and then he goes back to his his usual work. Alright. Um, a couple of weeks go by, no leads on Lamb, and then uh, as you're getting ready in the morning, on top of your holy symbol, you find a Haro card. Hmm. Interesting. I'll pick it up and, and take a look at it. Yes. And on that Haro card... It's it's uh the Haro card is the Paladin. Okay. And on it is on the front of it is written this. I know what Gadron has done to you. He has wronged me as well. I know where he dwells, yet cannot strike at him. Come to my home at Three Lancet Street at sunset. Others like you will be there. Gadron must face his fate, and justice must be done. And you have learned through your research that Lamb is Gadron Lamb. Okay. Hmm. And with that, uh, I think we'll end our character portrait here. Alright. Thanks for doing this, uh, Dandy. Appreciate it. And, no uh... I look forward to session one, which we might be recording in five minutes. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everyone.